Hello, my name is Pavel Šturma. I am professor of international law at the Charles University in Prague, Faculty of Law, and member of the United Nations International Law Commission. Today, I will deal with some issues of succession of states in respect of state responsibility. In other words, the questions I will try to address are as follows. What happened with the applicability of rules of state responsibility in case of succession of states? It means when one state, the predecessor, is replaced by another state, the successor. Does it mean that the legal consequences of the wrongful acts of the predecessor state, in particular obligation of reparation, disappear, or they rather pass to the successor state? And conversely, can a new successor state invoke a responsibility claim for damage suffered by it, or by its nationals as a result of a wrongful of another state committed before the date of succession. Finally, if such transfer of rights and obligations is possible, when or under which circumstances those rights or obligations pass from the predecessor state to the successor state. These are the questions uh, which are not uh, easy ones, but have already emerged in theory and practice yet they do not offer a unanimously accepted answer. Traditionally, uh, neither state practice nor doctrine provided a single answer to whether and under what circumstances a successor state may be responsible for an internationally wrongful act of its predecessor. In some cases of state practice, however, it has been possible to identify division or allocation of responsibility between successor states. This trend has been highlighted in the recent uh, practice, beginning uh, in the 1990s. It uh, seems to be reflected uh, in decisions, some decisions of the International Court of Justice from uh, that period. This lecture aims to demonstrate that the traditional views according to which uh, there is no succession in the field of state responsibility for internationally wrongful acts no longer fully corresponds to the current status of international law. Both responsibility of states for internationally wrongful acts and succession of states belong to rules of general international law. Both are mostly in unwritten customary law but they have been subject of codification and progressive development through the works of the International Law Commission. On the one hand, the most well-known results of such codification efforts are 2001 Articles on Responsibility of States for Internationally Wrongful Acts, which, in spite of their non-binding form, enjoy a considerable degree of authority as an expression of rules of customary international law. As such, they are often referred to and cited uh, not only in academic works, but also in state practice and in uh, decisions of international courts and tribunals. It is a comprehensive set of secondary rules of general international law, which apply to every international wrongful act of a state. On the other hand, the ILC codification works in the field of state succession started in 1960s and led to the adoption of draft articles 
for what later became the Vienna Convention on Succession of State and Respect of Treaties of 1978 and the Vienna Convention on Succession of State and Respect of uh, uh, Property, the Property, Archives and Debts of 1983, as well as to the ILC Articles on Nationality of Natural Persons in relation to Succession of States of 1999. In spite of the division of the matter, the basic uh, definitions are common. Consequently, for the purpose of uh, all the text on state succession, uh, succession of states means the replacement of one state by another uh, state in the responsibility for the international relations of territory. The term predecessor state means the state which has been replaced by another state on the occurrence of a succession of states. In turn, a successor state means the state which replaced another state. Also, the problems of succession do not appear on a daily basis. Cases of succession are less exceptional than they seem. If we compare the number of states 100 years ago, 48 states prior to the First World War, 65 states in 1918, and 75 uh, in 1950, and the number today, which means 193 states, members of the United Nations, it follows that the majority of states emerged as a matter of succession, mostly by way of uh, secession, dissolution, or creation, of a newly independent states in the process of decolonization. The list of instruments shows that the works on state succession have been partial, topic by topic, rather than complex. It is interesting to note that already in 1963, Professor Manfred Lacks, the chairman of the ILC subcommittee on succession of states and governments, proposed including succession respect of responsibility for torts as one of possible subtopics to be examined in relation with the work of the Commission on Question of Succession of States. Because of a divergence of views on its inclusion, the Commission then decided to exclude the problem of torts from the scope of the topic. Since that time, however, state practice and doctrinal views have developed. There are two principal ways of this development. First, the concept of state responsibility has evolved, which is proved by completion and adoption of the 2001 Articles on Responsibility of States. Second, new cases of succession of states emerged in the post-decolonization period starting from 1990s, in particular due to the developments in Central and Eastern Europe, but not only there. This brings to the International Court of Justice and other courts and tribunals, in particular the European Court of Human Rights, a new challenge how to deal with uh, the issues of uh, state responsibility in situations where succession of states occurred. In this context, the older writings, which asserted the theory of non-succession in respect of state responsibility, 
are not very helpful any longer. The old theories bear on the thesis of a highly personal nature of responsibility and some internal law analogies with delictual, in particular criminal liability, which is not uh, transferable from a wrongdoer to a successor. Professor O'Connell wrote in 1967 that it uh, has been taken for granted that a successor state is not liable for the delicts of its predecessor. However, in the past 20 years, the view has evolved and has become more nuanced regarding and more critical of the theory of non-succession to the extent that they admit, the new views admit succession in certain cases. Some authors who accept as a general principle the theory of non-succession to state responsibility admit that an exception exists in cases where a state has declared an intention to succeed the rights and obligations of its predecessor state. In these cases, the state would be liable to provide reparation for damage uh, caused by its predecessor. However, not all scholars who question the strict theory of non-succession assert at the same time the existence of a general rule on state succession. They deny that current international law includes a norm excluding a possibility of any transfer of obligations arising from state responsibility. They admit that responsibility under modern international law is not based on fault, but rather on a more objective concept of an internationally wrongful act. It is conceivable, therefore, that certain obligations, including legal consequences of responsibility, such as reparation, would transfer to a successor state. This is also the conclusion arrived at by the Institut de droit international in its 2015 resolution on this matter. In my view, nothing in articles on responsibility of states suggests that responsibility or better said, the legal consequences of a wrongful act should disappear just because the fact of state succession. Unlike Article 73 of the Vienna Convention on the Law of Treaties, which provides that the provisions of the present convention shall not rejudge any question that may arise in regard to a treaty from a succession of states or from the international responsibility of a state, or from the outbreak of hostilities between states, articles on state responsibility do not include such a without prejudice clause. It may imply that uh, obligations arising from state responsibility are, in principle, applicable in spite of the fact of succession of states. Having this in mind, it is important to verify if and to what extent general principles and the rules of state responsibility can be applied directly or with possible modifications where needed to situations of internationally wrongful acts where succession of states occurred. It is important to recall that the concept of state responsibility under contemporary international law is a bundle of principles and rules of a secondary nature 
governing in particular first the establishment of an internationally wrongful act and its attribution to a given state, second the content and forms of responsibility, in particular reparation in all forms, and finally the invocation of the responsibility of a state. As to the establishment of an internationally wrongful act, I have to stress that the new topic of the International Law Commission dealing with succession of states in respect of state responsibility does not intend to change the generally accepted view expressed also in Article 1 of Articles on State Responsibility that every internationally wrongful act of a state entails international responsibility of that state. Uh, in order to establish an international wrongful act of a state, the two well-known elements need to be present, namely a conduct, either action or omission, that is attributable to the state under international law and constitutes a breach of an international obligation of the state. It is evident that both uh, the act or conduct uh, which constitutes a breach and the international obligation breached must refer to that state only and not to any other state, including predecessor or successor states. In other words, succession of states has no impact on the attribution of the internationally wrongful act committed before the date of uh, succession of states. It seems to be generally acceptable that uh, the main or default rule governing the issue of succession to obligations arising from an internationally wrongful act of the predecessor state committed before the date of succession in the context of separation of parts of a state is the principle of non-succession. If the predecessor state continues to exist, the continuing state should remain responsible for its own internationally wrongful act committed before the date of succession. It still needs to be seen if and how the content of responsibility, namely obligation of reparation, may pass to the successor state where the predecessor state does not exist. Another question which needs to be addressed is if and how certain obligations, even if the predecessor state continues to exist, transform in view of the fact that the wrongful act or its consequences concern the territory which is not any longer the territory of that state. This requires to review individual cases of succession. In addition to situations of a continuing breach of an international obligation or conduct of an insurrectional or other movement which established a new state uh, and uh, conduct acknowledged and adopted by a new state where the responsibility of the new state seems to be clearly established already on the basis of articles on state responsibility. There are also the following situations of succession stricto sensu. First, cases of succession 
also called separation of a part or parts of the territory of a state, seem to be one of the most typical situations of state succession. Examples of it are, for example, separation of Belgium from the Netherlands, Czechoslovakia and other new states from Austria-Hungary in uh, 1918, Bangladesh from Pakistan, or more recently Montenegro uh, from the Union Serbia and Montenegro, or South Sudan from Sudan. What characterizes this uh, category of succession is that the predecessor state continues to exist in a smaller territory, while one or more new states emerged. The general rule uh, seems to be that the obligations arising from an internationally wrongful act of the predecessor state do not pass to the successor state in case of secession of a part or part of the territory of a state to form one or more new states if the predecessor state continues to exist. The basic rule seems to be supported by the decisions of the ICJ in genocide case Bosnia-Herzegovina against Serbia and Montenegro or arbitral tribunal in Mytilineo's holdings where uh, Serbia remained the sole respondent. However, there are possible exceptions to the general rule of non-succession. If particular circumstances so require, the obligations arising from an internationally wrongful act of the predecessor state may transfer to the successor state when the act was carried out by an organ of the territorial unit of the predecessor that uh, has later became an organ of the successor state. This was confirmed by decisions of the European Court of Human Rights in Bielic case, where the court accepted that in case of a wrongful act committed by organs of Montenegro in time of the State Union of Serbia and Montenegro, responsibility is succeeded only by Montenegro. Another possible exception to the rule of non-succession is where uh, is a direct link between act or its uh, consequence and the territory of the successor state or states. Second, the emergence of a newly independent state was recognized by both the 1978 and 1983 Vienna Conventions on Succession of States as a different category of succession. From the perspective of uh, succession in respect of state responsibility, however, the situation does not uh, differ much from the category of secession. It means that, in principle, the obligations arising from an internationally wrongful act of the predecessor state do not pass to the successor state. However, if the newly independent state agrees, such obligations may transfer to the successor state. The particular circumstances may be taken into consideration where there is a direct link between the act or its consequences and the territory of the new state. The third and last category of uh, succession where the predecessor state continues to exist is the transfer of a part of the territory of a state. This category, which is usually referred to as session, 
includes a wide range of situations where a part of the territory of a state is transferred by that state to another state. It may include agreements on minor frontier adjustments or exchanges of parts of the territories of the states concerned, but also cases when the area of the transferred territory is large and densely populated. There are several cases that support the general rule of non-succession here. Some cases related to the session of Alsace-Lorraine on the basis of the Versailles Treaty of 1919. The same principle was confirmed by the French-Greek Arbitral Tribunal in the Lighthouses Arbitration case of 1956. Precisely in two of the claims decided by this tribunal. In claim number 11, which concerned uh, compensation sought by France against Greece, the successor state with uh, regard to the territory, for expenditures incurred by the French owner of the concession in the course of the construction of two new lighthouses in Crete from 1903 to 1908, the tribunal found that the responsibility of, uh, for the damage suffered was divided between the French company and both the Cretan authorities and the Ottoman Empire. It uh, decided that uh, Greece should not be responsible for these acts. By contrast, the arbitral tribunal came to a different conclusion in claim number four, which dealt with tax exemptions granted to a Greek shipping company and its ship Ios Nikolaos by a law proclaimed by the local authorities of Crete in 1908. The law remained in place after 1913, when the island became officially part of Greece. The tribunal then found Greece responsible for the illegal acts committed against the French company in Crete. The tribunal can only come to the conclusion that Greece, having adopted the illegal conduct of Crete in its past, uh, recent past as autonomous state is bound as successor state to take upon its charge the financial consequences of the breach of the concession contract. Therefore, a general rule of uh, non-succession should be complemented by two exceptions for particular situations where the act was carried out by the organ of a territorial unit of the predecessor state that has later became an organ of the successor state or where is a direct link between uh, the act or its consequences and the territory of the successor state. Now <coughs> there are cases of succession where the wrongdoing state uh, does not exist any longer, but the consequences of its internationally wrongful act continue. The application of the general rule of non-succession to such cases would mean that no state incurs obligation arising from internationally wrongful acts. Such a solution would be hardly compatible with the objectives of international law which include equitable and reasonable settlement of disputes. These cases include two or other three categories of succession. 
First, <coughs> uniting of states is the category uh, which may be differentiated uh, and uh, it includes both merger and incorporation. The merger is where two or more uh, states create a new state and the predecessor cease to exist, such as the uh, unification of Egypt and Syria uh, to form the United Arab Republic in 1958, or the creation of Tanzania in 1964, or the unification of Yemen in 1990. It differs from the situation of incorporation of a state into another existing state, such as the unification of uh, Germany, where only the former GDR ceased to exist. However, in both situations, the obligations arising from internationally wrongful acts of the successor state pass to the successor state unless the state's consent, including the injured state, otherwise agree. Next, dissolution of state presents the last and perhaps the most important challenge to the traditional rule of non-succession. It is the situation when a predecessor state dissolves and uh, ceases to exist and the parts of its territory form two or more successor states. There are many examples of uh, dissolution of state in various regions, including Africa, Latin America and Europe. They include, for example, the dissolution of Great Colombia in uh, 1831, the dissolution of Union of Norway and Sweden in uh, 1905, disappearance of the Federation of Mali in 1960, the dissolution of the United Arab Republic in 1961. However, few cases uh, reveal the relevant state practice of succession with respect to obligations arising from responsibility from internationally wrongful acts uh, committed by the predecessor state before the date of succession. The old practice, with the exception of the dissolution of Great Columbia, does not provide support for the principle of succession. By contrast, the modern state practice, uh, though not very frequent, allows rejecting a strict and automatic application of the principle of non-succession. In some cases, <coughs> compensation by a successor state or states to the injured uh, state or its nationals uh, were governed by agreements. More recent examples of state practice uh, bear on the dissolution of Czechoslovakia and Yugoslavia. The most important judicial decision in favor of the transfer of responsibility may be that of the ICJ in Gabčíkovo Nadmároš case, Hungary and Slovakia, in 1997. Concerning international responsibility of Slovakia, the court stated, according to the preamble of the special agreement, the parties agreed that uh, Slovakia is the sole successor state of Czechoslovakia in respect of rights and obligations relating to the Gabčíkovo Nadmároš project. Slovakia thus may be liable to pay a compensation not only for its own wrongful act, 
but also for that of Czechoslovakia and it is entitled to be compensated for the damage sustained by Czechoslovakia as well as by itself as a result of the wrongful conduct by Hungary. The question of a successor state assuming responsibility uh, for wrongful acts committed uh, by the predecessor state was also discussed in the second genocide case opposing uh, Croatia and Serbia in 2015. In spite of the fact that the court rejected uh, Croatia's claim and Serbia's counterclaim on the basis uh, that uh, the intentional element of the genocide was lacking, the judgment seems to be the most recent pronouncement in favor of the argument that uh, responsibility of a state might be engaged also by way of succession. The problems of succession after the dissolution of Yugoslavia are of course more complex. On the basis of a recommendation of Badinter Commission, the successor state of the former Yugoslavia had to resolve all issues relating to successor of states by agreement. The agreement on succession issues was finally concluded on uh, 29 June 2001. According to its preamble, the agreement was reached after negotiations with a view to identifying and determining the equitable distribution among themselves of rights, obligations, assets and liabilities of the former Socialist Federal Republic of Yugoslavia. The problem of uh, various individual claims affected uh, by the dissolution of Yugoslavia gave rise to disputes before national courts in the successor states, for instance in uh, Slovenia and Croatia, some of which were eventually submitted to the European Court of Human Rights. The above mentioned considerations and examples of practice and views of doctrine may lead to the conclusion that in cases of dissolution of state obligations arising from internationally wrongful act did not disappear and usually pass to one or more successor states. It is less clear, however, which of the successor states and to what extent or proportion would be bound by such obligations. Distribution of such obligations or case of so-called shared responsibility can be best resolved by agreement such as the 2001 agreement on uh, succession issues concluded by the former Yugoslav republics. Finally, a succession of states also operates in situations where the successor state is injured state which claims reparation for damage caused by a third state to the predecessor state or to individuals who eventually became nationals of the successor state. Of course, the new state was not victim of the breach committed before the date of succession. However, if and to the extent that the consequences of the International Wrongful Act are present, a successor state is able to invoke a claim, in particular where the predecessor state ceased to exist, or there is a 
direct link between the consequences of the act and its territory or its nationals. To this effect, the practice of um, arbitration as well as the mixed tribunals established after the First World War and later practice including uh, that of the United Nations Compensation Commission confirm that uh, the successor state can present a claim for reparation on behalf of its nationals for damage suffered at the time when they had the nationality of a predecessor state. In these cases it is possible to assert a new rule of international law confirmed as an exception to the rule of continuous nationality also in articles on diplomatic protection adopted by the International Law Commission in 2006. To conclude, I would like to stress that uh, the intersection of two areas of international law, namely state responsibility and succession of states, show many problems that are not purely theoretical, but have also very practical dimension. Therefore, I hope that the work of the International Law Commission on the topic succession of states in respect of state responsibility uh, could and should bring clarification in these issues. Irrespective of uh, its binding or non-binding form, the outcome can serve as a model for agreements between states concerned by uh, succession and can also be used by international courts and tribunals which may be called upon to resolve disputes concerning responsibility in situations where succession of states occurred. After all, the ultimate goal of international law is to serve needs of the international society. Thank you for your attention.